Welcome to Gain That Tune. Oh, yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune in the house. My goodness, it feels so strange to say that for the first time ever. Game That Tune, the video game music guessing game show. Um, man, what a uh, what an interesting, fun new adventure we're about to embark upon. Uh, my name is John Harrington. I'll be, uh, I'll be the, I don't know, I guess, I guess your host. I don't know. Do we have a, is one of us the host? Are we all the host? You know, we never really worked out the roles on this show. Oh, we could take turns being the host or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah I maybe. feel like it's it's like a Supreme Court type thing. Like, we're all Ooh. hosts, but you're, like, the main host. Mm. I know Johnny's the king. Right. Yeah, maybe we all just need... I guess what I'm know. saying is you're Chief Justice of Game That Tune. Right. I don't appreciate being compared to that body. Um, <laughs> Was there a yeah, vote? Um, you know, I have I have no power here. Uh, you know, I've got with me, uh, obviously, uh, the king of the show, John Regan. Say hey. Hey, guys. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, welcome to the first ever episode of Game That Tune. I'm John Regan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been play- playing video games for some time. I'm not very good at them. Uh, but, you know, I think th- some of the music's pretty good, so I'm excited to explore some of the music of video games with all you guys. It's going to be fun, man. I think that's great. Yeah. Jesse Jesse Moore is also here with us. Jesse, say hey. Hi. Or oh, hey. hey. It's, I've no. already messed up the show. But- hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, your Canceled. choice. Yeah. Fuck. Hey, the the first episode is always rocky. We're oh, we're gonna get our stride whoa, in a little on the bit. First episode, guys. Yeah, novel concept. <laughs> uh, and we did yeah, it. Jo- joining us for the first time ever for the for the first episode ever. It's uh, David Fleming as well. Say hey. Hey. Hey guys. So game that tune. Oh. Um, man, what a uh, what a concept that we uh, that we came up with a little game show where. We're basically just going to play video game tunes, try to guess the games based on the songs. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. Um, you know, we uh, we are aware that we used to do this in a different world. But now, for the for the people that are just joining us in this new Game That Tune universe, uh, it's, a, it's a brand new day. Uh, people, uh, people don't know what Game That Tune does. I don't... I don't know what was funny about that. <laughs> you, you don't remember fucking that horrible Spider-Man arc? Where the brand new day, I think it was called, where they just like wished everything away and it was like, oh, okay, well, all that cool Spider-Man stuff that happened didn't happen anymore, lol. No, yeah, I, Spider-Man, I, I, <laughs> Spider-Man makes about. a deal with the devil to yeah. basically not be married anymore. And that's it. <laughs> I thought that's what you were referencing, because it's like comic books and multiverses and stuff, and you're wearing a Captain America shirt. You can see where I would fucking make that leap, right? <laughs> I mean, clearly you made it. Yeah, I just didn't make it. I, you know. Oh, I thought that's what you were doing. No, you're I'm being just... funny and comic booky, but no, no, I'm just introducing the show. It's the first episode of, uh, of you know the uh, the all new game that tune podcast. It's. Uh, oh. It's gonna be a fun night. Uh, you know, sorry, I, I didn't realize that we did the exact thing that Spider-Man did. You know, uh, I guess well, I mean, we, we didn't uh, make a deal with the devil. Yeah. 
We're at not least married that I'm to aware Mary of. Jane anymore, guys. Now what? Right. I mean, I figure they adapted that for that Spider-Man movie that came out a couple of years ago. And, you know, after Johnny sent us through the wormhole, Willem Dafoe disappeared back to his you know, universe. And here we are making the same podcast we've been making for so, the last eight years. And we're pretending that nobody knows about it. Anyway. Um, so, I thought we would start off this brand new podcast with a brand new opening tip-off feature. Gentlemen... I want you to put your fingers on your buzzers and get ready to buzz in. And uh, first person that can tell me uh, what this uh, song is. I got a few songs loaded up here. We're going to do just a, a quick round, see if we can get a, get a few songs under our belts. Just a, you know, a warm up. Uh, you know, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the night starts off. It, it's nothing about Spider-Man from here on out. I'm sorry, Jesse. Fingers on your buzzers. Buzz in when you know it. Here's the first song. Johnny, what do we got here? Uh, I was going to guess Sea of Thieves. Nope. Incorrect. David, what do we got here? Octopath Traveler? Nope. Incorrect. Jesse, any guess? Um, t- uh, secret, that Secret of Mana uh, remake thing. Incorrect. No, that was the uh, Revali battle theme from Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh, shoot. Let's see if ah. you guys can uh, right ah. the ship on this next game. Seeing a lot of buzzing. Okay, David's <laughs> buzzed in. David, what do you got? Pokemon Black and White 2? Ooh, no. Anybody else? Is it Wii Sports Resort? Oh, it sounds kind of like that, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's got a, got the same composer, but no, that's not it. Jesse, any guess? Oh, man. Not a guess. Nope. Oh, unfortunate, guys. That's uh, another swing and a miss. That was the Glacier Coast from Wave Race 64. Ah! Didn't it sound familiar? All right, let's see. Uh, let's see if we can clear that buzzer and 
get somebody on the board to start with. I'm going to have to start integrating the chat into this fo- uh, this part of the show if this is going to be how it goes. Let's hear another song. Oh. I see David already buzzed in. David, you want to tell him what it is? Shit. I th- <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm suddenly second-guessing myself. Um, I'm going to go with my gut and my first answer, Ninja Turtles 3 The Manhattan Project. Oh, David, that is so close. Johnny, you buzzed in after David. What do you got? Ninja Turtles 1? Oh, no, it's not. Jesse, can you split the Ninja difference? Turtles 2? Yes, Jesse, it's... <laughs> Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game for the NES. This is the snow level theme. Let's, uh... Damn, that's right. I knew that. Yep, let's keep it going. One more. Johnny's buzzing in. I don't mean to say I have no faith in him, but uh, I doubt he knows what this is. Johnny, what do you think this is? I think it's a, a Phoenix Wright game. Ooh, wow. It does sound a little uh, little jazzy, a little noir. No, that's incorrect. Uh. David, you buzzed in? Hotel Dusk? No, it's not. Jesse, any guess? This is one of your games. Let me tell you. Um, Chrono Cross. Oh, you're in the right, uh, you know, genre at least. No, that's uh, that's from Blue Dragon, of course, for the Xbox 360. That was the Frozen Village. Oh, and, uh, okay. All right, we got one last chance for uh, for this uh, this little opening segment. Here it goes. I thought that one might get a quick buzz. All right, Johnny, you're in first. What do you got? Oh, Diddy Kong Racing. And what from Diddy Kong Racing? What song is oh, that? Oh, shit. I mean, one of the still levels is Freeze Easy Peak. Uh, Freeze Easy Peak's from Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, uh, god damn it. Uh, <laughs> Frosty Village? Oh, you know, you're so close. It's next door uh. to Frosty Village. It's the Walrus Cove theme, of course. My goodness, Johnny, great, uh, great job on that. So um, here's the key thing, Johnny. That gives you the right... To tell me what the connection is between all five of these songs for control of the game going forward. What's the connection? Blue? Blue! No, not correct. David, you buzzed <laughs> in second. What's the connection? Uh, snow levels. That's right. Rivali's, oh. the, Rivali's battle in the uh, the mountains, uh, the snowy mountains of Hyrule. 
you know, Glacier Coast, Frozen Village, Walrus Cove, and of course the uh, Ninja Turtle snow level. Uh, figured I'd pay uh, pay homage to uh, the current state of uh, David with uh, some snow levels to start us off tonight. David, great job. Um, I hope you're keeping warm. I don't mind having to edit the sound of your radiator out of the show. So you oh, have thank con- God, because it's like 18 degrees right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've got control of the game. We've got six fantastic games. We've got two fantastic fan requests. You get to say, you, you get to r- uh, run the show. So uh, what's uh, what's starting us off tonight? Who's uh, whose songs are you feeling good about? What are we uh, what are we doing on the show? You know what? Um, you were hosting that segment, so you didn't get to guess. Um, I'm gonna make sure that you get to guess. So hey. let's start off with. My game. Fantastic. Game one.
Alright, so, um... This game's playable cast features, but is not limited to, a thief, a king, a feral child, a ninja, and a yeti. Gentlemen, uh, who's got their answers ready? Me. I do. Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's see him. Everyone says Final Fantasy VI. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is Final Fantasy III. Oh, get fucked. Oh, <laughs> crap. I forgot we went. You know, after all that, we I'm ended kidding. up in I'm America. Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a hat trick. Everybody's right. I forgot this was still America. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought this was, just this was America. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy VI. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, Which been, one is this? Well, uh, this it, is the last one on the Super Nintendo. It's the third so. one in the series, ironically. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I've been playing this a lot recently, um, and, and I was in, inspired to choose it because uh, in our Discord, actually, um, Muddle Madness was asking about like gaming New Year's resolutions, like any game you want to beat this year and like commit to and everything. And I realized I bought this on the Wii Virtual Console and got like halfway through it, and then for whatever reason stopped. Um, but I picked up the Pixel Remaster version on the Switch, and by God, I'm going to beat this game this year, because I don't know if you know this, this game's pretty good. That's what I've heard. Yeah. You can suplex a train. That Thanks, alone is, is, is yeah. great. It's pretty great. Yes. I'm, I'm still the other early. From it, Johnny, tell us the other things you know about it. <laughs> uh, there's a guy named Kefka. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't think he's a good guy. Uh, <laughs> notoriously kind of a bad dude. <laughs> I don't know. He he seems pretty jolly. He laughs a lot. Yeah. He looks kind of like a clown. Like he he might be on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Jovial fella. He you know, he lives in a society. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's about all I know about the game. Thought that might be the case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. David, what uh, do you I know about the? So how far how far are you into it now, David? You know, so I'm sorry. I just want to make sure. I heard you correctly. You bought this on the Wii Virtual Console. And yes. then, okay, but now you've updated and you've got it on a system that you would desire playing it on. Yes. In fact, gotcha. I, I would go so far as to say this game is perfect for Switch. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I would think it would be, yes. Um, I mean... It's it's a bold statement. I don't know if that's gonna stick around on the show, but um, yeah, this right. game is perfect for Switch. Yeah. Um, I. <sighs> Real quick, here's a question. We're now nearly seven years into the Switch's lifestyle. Is the phrase "perfect for Switch" really still a thing? Like, uh, you know, do people uh, do people say that, or is you know a game kind of a game at this point? I think it's pretty much just a game at this point. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> I know. felt like felt like a big declaration back in like 2017. <laughs> like this game's great if you could, you know, play it on the TV or on the handheld. It's like, yeah, you know, a lot of games are. As it turns out, <laughs> yeah, it turns out many, <laughs> many, many games have been perfect for Switch. Um, it's to the point that I would say that statement's n- nearly meaningless. Um, not totally meaningless. I know there's plenty of games that are not perfect for Switch, but yes, a pixel remaster of Final Fantasy VI, I would, I would say yes, yes, that, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I'm still early in. I just got Sabin added to my party, uh, which I'm very excited about because now I can suplex things. Um, and I realized going back to it, it's like something that I just really love about this game is the characters and the writing because you don't get a ton of emotion out of like the pixelized sprites with like three frames of animation but the written dialogue really goes hard in this game like it's a well-crafted story uh are you aware did the pixel remaster do any like tweaking of the like the translation or like uh was the uh was the original game script kind of left intact? Uh, any idea on that? I'm not positive. I believe it was updated. Um, and I'm I sure. say that because Sabin Suplex is called like Meteor Strike instead of just Suplex. So I think they changed some stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still it's still a compelling little cast of characters. I still love Terra. Um, I still love Sabin. And I'm I'm gonna beat this game. Good. I think you should, man. It's uh I will yeah. finally have beaten a Final Fantasy game. Really? Your first ever? This is the only one that I've played so far. Like at all okay, so wait, is this the only one that you've played, period? You haven't even like started or thought of starting another one? No, this is the only one that I have played, period. <laughs> Wow, David. Oh, wow. Well, if you get through this and you like it, there's uh, a few other games that I think you might like. Um, you know, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard really good things about like this game, especially like the end game and everything. 
I'm not sure if the next one, this Final Fantasy VII, I don't know if it's going to top it. Right. I, I don't know. It's pretty yeah. good. It, yeah. It, pretty, it, uh, pretty, pretty good. I will say the uh, the original Final Fantasy VII holds up pretty well. The remake, pretty good. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, great looking game. And they updated it to be a little more, you know, actiony and different. I, you know, I was kind of hoping somehow that Square had an infinite number of teams to work on uh, HD remakes of things. Because I was thinking, like, man, I would play a fuck out of Final Fantasy VI remake, like on a PlayStation Five. That would be pretty fucking great. Like, take the take the pixels from the SNES and update them to look like the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, you know, like I want to see a man really lift that train. I want to see, you know, a diabolical clown. Spoiler alert, David. I think he might be a bad guy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I want to see what he does to you know the world in uh, you know in high definition. I'm you know my imagination is shot. I need it all up on the screen now. (laughs) Um, And if there's fewer menus and more uh, more action, that's uh, that's good for my idiot brain too. So the seven remake did have a house. That's true. I like that house. Um, One thing um, cool, since you were talking ass. about like a, an HD version, <laughs> the pixel remastered not throughout the entire game, um, but apparently in certain points, they do that 2.5 HD thing that Octopath Traveler does. So like awesome. the opera house scene oh, is in that style. Okay. I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. Ooh, I didn't know that. That's actually really great. And yes, that also, I mean, if they just did that to it. Because uh, given how much I enjoyed Octopath and Octopath 2, it's like, oh, okay, if you just do that to Final Fantasy VI, then I'll play it too. <laughs> like, cool. Um, man, I, uh, I'm i happy for you, David. I'm happy that you're making a commitment. Um, and I think you've got a long and happy life with Final Fantasy VI in front of you. <laughs> yeah, really, it's nice to see us finally settling down and choosing a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, you're playing yeah. something good. <laughs> Finally, David picks something that is praiseworthy. Um, something uh, people have heard of. <laughs> good old fashioned Final Fantasy VI. Uh, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, David, I think uh, yeah. Since you know this uh, on this podcast, we have no uh, no qualms about reusing games. I think you should bring it back on as many times as you want and keep yeah. discussing it as you play it. Because the other thing about this, Ooh. a lot of songs in this soundtrack. You could kind of just keep playing things from it. Uh, hell of a goddamn soundtrack. <laughs> it's an incredible soundtrack. Yeah. So, man, just keep us posted, David. I want to. Yeah. I want to hear the David. Uh, you know, the David. Uh, the DFFF six. Uh, you know, diaries ongoing. Make a series out of them. I actually, I really like yeah. that idea of David checking in every few episodes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> this is just more Final Fantasy VI. I said, yes, it's great. <laughs> every six episodes, David chooses Final Fantasy VI. Ooh, new yeah. bylaw every six episodes. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, at some point, David's just crying because he gets to the point where, spoilers, I'm not going to say it. Uh, welcome, you know. welcome to episode 66, guys. I've played Final <laughs> Fantasy VI seven times now. Yeah. Please, I want to do something else. <laughs> yeah, you have to play it completely every yeah. six weeks. Every <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> I want off Saban's Wild Ride. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, David, Dynamite Pick. So direct us towards the next game, man. What's, uh, what's you know, what do you got? What are you thinking? 
Um, well, since, um, you can play as a king, let's go with the king of the show and Johnny's game. Game two.
Alright guys, so uh, in 2017, an expansion for this game came out, dubbed the Ultimate Edition, which nearly doubled the size of the original game, bringing the level count uh, up to 4,340 levels. Got some answers. Uh, I do. So ready. Okay, so let's see here. Um, John says Final Fantasy four thousand three hundred forty. Unfortunately, they're not there yet. Uh, Jesse says Super Meat Boy, and David says Super Meat Boy Ultimate. Uh, everybody is wrong. This is N plus plus. This is N++, a sequel to N+, which is a sequel to N, um, and back in the, some, was something I played back in college. It was a uh, indie, like, flash game where you play as a ninja with a bunch of just trying to get through a level, collecting coins or stars or whatever, and getting to the exit and not dying, and it's all just pure platforming. Uh, you can run, you can jump, you can jump off walls, you can slide down walls. End of list. And N++ just continues that tradition of having a, just a chill-ass soundtrack in fucking thousands of levels. <laughs> right. How many? Yeah. 4,340 Four. in the Ultimate Edition. Why so many? Well, uh, I think because they could. It's, you know, I don't know how anybody comes up with that many levels in any game ever. Because they really wanted to challenge you to the nth degree. <laughs> 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 so yeah, did any of you guys uh any of you guys ever play N N plus or N plus plus? Can't no. wait for N plus plus plus. Isn't isn't this the one with like Atari graphics 
and like spikes everywhere. It's very simple graphics. I wouldn't go so far as to call them Atari. Like they're not, you know. No, I'm thinking blocks. of. Uh, is it V V V V V V V whatever? Six V six times. Yeah, yeah, six V's. No, it's not like that. It's it's much higher quality uh, graphics wise than that. Um, and yeah, it's basically just a lot of uh, you know puzzle platforming. Uh, figure out how to get through the level. It avoid enemies. Uh, run, jump, dodge, duck, dip, dive, dodge. Okay. Uh, you know. Okay. Is there anything to actually say about this game, or are you just gonna reference obscure fucking movie quotes now? Well, one, I don't think Dodgeball is obscure. <laughs> like that's a that's a very popular movie. But uh, Johnny, two, I, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings. That movie came out twenty years ago. No one makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> so wait, it's, it's the logic that the longer ago it came out, the more obscure it is. Is is Citizen Kane one of the most obscure yeah. movies has ever been made? Gone to some people, who? yes. Wizard of huh? I gotta tell you guys, I found this, like, weird, strange little sci-fi movie. I think you might enjoy it. It's called Star Wars. <laughs> Came out in the 70s, so pretty obscure. I thought that Buckle was that up. thing Reagan did. No, that was Missile Command. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah. But- Johnny, can you name a single actor in the movie Citizen Kane? Uh, Orson Welles. One. one. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> right. That, that was a gimme. Rosebud. Yeah. I, I believe I met your requirements. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just checking, man. Um, yeah, anyway. So, no, there is nothing then to say about this game, because we're now discussing you know, what's more obscure, Star Wars or Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a debate. That's so silly. Cause... Right. Yeah. Trying to make me look like the idiot for calling out Johnny for quoting Dodgeball in reference to N++. (laughs) Sorry, guys. So, Johnny, (laughs) how many of these levels did you play? (laughs) 4,000. Yeah, 4,339. That last level level was a bitch. (laughs) So, I mean, like, with that many levels, like, you know, is the game supposed, is it meant to be challenging or is it, like, (laughs) you know, super easy or is it just chill? I mean, what's the vibe on the game? Like, it get. I mean, it gets harder as you go for sure, you know. Um, At what point does it get hard? At at what point in the (laughs) 4,340 levels does it start to really challenge you? Like, where's the uptick come? Uh, I think like eight. Right. <laughs> then you See, four thousand souls th- to go. This just makes me think of all those like huge JRPG fans who are like, well, you know, once you get past hour thirty, that's when the game really takes off. Like right. you got to clear the first fifteen hundred levels. Yeah. And then the challenge kicks in. Or like you know, like people that watch One Piece. Like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I can't. This, yeah, this is not happening. Right. Hmm. Um, cool, Johnny. Uh, interesting, uh, interesting choice. Cool soundtrack. I like the, uh, I like the vibe. Yeah, that's the main reason I picked it was the vibe of the soundtrack and then taking me back to my college days living in the dorm playing N, uh, as a little flash, free flash game and just spending, guys spent hours and hours and hours on the original N. Did you ever think it would go on to earn two pluses and be an ongoing thing with 4,340 no. levels, Jenny? No. Yeah. I never expected to get 4,340 levels. I expected maybe, you know, like 
600. That little game <laughs> that only Johnny liked went on to become N++. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> I think that literally sums is it that- up, Johnny. I mean, like, is there really anything to say about this game? You've described the graphics, the action, <laughs> three movies, and... That, that's, uh, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean... That's the beauty of a game, you know, there's not even anything to unpack in the title. I mean, like, no. you know, 4,340 levels in a row? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you play as the letter Typically. N? No, you play as like a ninja, which I think is what the N stands for. Ah, okay, so the N word is ninja. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable hey, David, carrying this what, on. Who should go next? Yeah, David, go ahead. <laughs> if you're not comfortable uh. with it, move us on. Um, let's do the fan request. Awesome. Okay. Game three. Thank you. 
Mm. Love that. So this game is, uh, you know, it's widely regarded as a classic and it's in its genre, but it also has a little bit of uh, notoriety for its several failed attempts at a sequel. Uh, the game did eventually get a sequel in 2007, 14 years after the original game's release. guys um hope you're all feeling great oh my god i just know what it is and i wrote i just i oh son of a bitch serves you fucking oh, right well. johnny you faded the songs early and it cost you the game <laughs> as johnny says prince of persia the saints of time that's an insane answer <laughs> david says big mother truckers too truck me harder super wrong jesse says sam and max absolutely right Oh, okay. I actually thought it was Grim Fandango, so I would have been wrong either way. You would have been in the fucking ballpark, though. Closer than fucking <laughs> you whatever Johnny said. Real fucking close, man. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, this is Sam and Max Hit the Road, uh, the 1993 point-and-click adventure game from LucasArts, uh, starring Sam and Max, the freelance police, of course. That, uh, that lovable dog and his uh, manic rabbit friend. Um, that I mostly know from that, uh, that Poker Night game that I featured on the show in the previous universe. Um, you know, I like these characters. I, sh I feel like I want to maybe eventually uh, watch their cartoon or play this game. Um, but I have not. Because this is the fan request, of course. 
the fan request from uh, Silver Nova in the Discord. Thank you so much, Silver Nova. Fantastic fan request. Um, Johnny, I'm sure that you, as a computer-owning nerd, probably uh, played Sam and Max at some point. Yeah, I've owned a lot of computers, um, and they've had a lot of games. Uh, but no, I never actually did play Sam and Max Hit the Road. I played other LucasArts point and clicks like Secret Monkey Island and all that, but this one really just kind of passed me. I think, um, I can't remember if it just never got a release on the Mac back in the day or, or what happened and how I missed it. Right. No, of course it got a release on Mac OS. It was a LucasArts game. They all came on Mac OS. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, no, I think you just, you know, you missed it, man. It's okay. You, you know, you don't have to have played everything. But uh, it's not okay that you didn't play this. Because, um, yeah, it's a charming LucasArts point-and-click game with, uh, you know, a dog detective. And, they, you know, they're leaving their, uh, you know, New York City office and traveling across the United States. Uh, I think the plot has something to do with, like, you know, uh, various uh, Bigfoots. So they're searching for Bigfoot. Um, and, yeah, they, uh, they just keep getting into screwy situations and, you know, hilarity ensues. I mean... I kind of, kind of dig it. Yeah. Is is the plural of Bigfoot Bigfoots, Big Feet, Big Feets? Is it just Bigfoot? Is it also its own pluralization? I think it's Big's Foot. Oh, Big's Foot. I see, with like four apostrophes in there. <laughs> Two Gs, uh, a lot of apostrophes, <laughs> yes. You know, the S is backwards, like in Toys R Us. Uh, yeah. Big's see, Foot. See, I thought the plural was Sasquatches. Sasquatch? Uh, Sasquatch I. Sasquatch. Hmm. I thought that um, was the kind of clock you wore on your hand. No, no you're thinking a... of wristwatch. Oh, I always get those confused. <laughs> Jesse's um, watching all these cryptozoology documentaries. Like, I don't understand why they're making such a big deal about somebody who lost their watch in the forest. Yeah, it's really that hard to find your watch? Well, Harry um, guy's got it. It's a blurry picture, yeah. but you can see it right on his hand. It's got yeah, the watch right watch. there. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the game, uh, you know, I, uh, I, have, I have very little to say about it. That's, uh, that's the thing about all, like, LucasArts games and me. It's, uh, like, I know it's charming. Um, you know, I, I feel like by the time my family even owned a computer, games like this had kind of fallen out of fashion. I guess Grim Fandango probably came out like late 90s, so like, you just had to be there. But, uh, yeah, apparently Sam and Max, they were trying to make a sequel for a long ass time and they just couldn't get it off the ground. They eventually came out with one in 2007, which seems absurd. Because I feel like the way I, you know, in my brain, I picture these guys being like, a series of games that I ignored, not just one game that I ignored. <laughs> like, yeah, you, know, you look at these guys, you're like, oh yeah, Sam and Max. There's probably like four or five of those, all point and click things. They can just crank those out, no problem. No, they didn't. They, uh, they simply didn't. Uh, I wish I, uh, I wish I had done a little bit more research as to why that happened. But I think it's kind of a, you know, an absence makes the heart grow fonder situation. Like they, they didn't. You know, inundate everybody with it during the '90s, and then it came back, and now these guys—they kind of got that cult status. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I like them. They're uh, charming characters, and yeah, you know, like from what I remember, uh, you know, David, have you even watched any of like the uh, like the cartoon or anything? Do you have any Sam and Max experience? 
I have a vague awareness of it. Um, because isn't shit. Sam's the dog and he's kind of the straight man, yeah. and Max is like the chaotic one, right? Very much so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Just just curious, because like, you know, the vibe I get off it is just like Sam really is like that very mild-mannered straight man, and it's just like it's an interesting vibe. You don't see that often in you know, video games, let alone, you know, like, you see it more in, you know, TV shows, obviously, but, like, I don't know, it's just, they've got an interesting dynamic, not the straight man versus manic dynamic, that's everywhere, but I just feel like Sam is such a subdued kind of, you know, he's got, like, a Bob Newhartness to him, he's just very mild-mannered dog detective, and I'm just, you know, I'm like, you know, I like that, there's, there's a calmness to this character that you don't see in almost any games. <laughs> God, you know, that is that is such a, a weird reference to make, but it is so on point. He is very Bob Newhart. Right. Yeah, just kinda you know, like, oh yeah, me and Max, we uh you know, we hit the road and we went to the world's biggest ball of twine, and that's where we found the Bigfoot. And like just very, very low key. <laughs> it's just I'm like, hmm. You know, I I could you know, it maybe maybe I avoided playing this in the nineties, one, out of ignorance, but two it was just because I wouldn't have been ready for it. Like, I wouldn't have gotten it the way I will now should I play it. Like, I kind of feel like as a, you know, slightly older child now, I have a little bit more appreciation for what this game's putting out there. So I think I might try and uh, check it out because, you know, the best, the, the sweetest thing would be to find out that my son enjoys this. <laughs> like, if I could get my kid into, you know, funny point-and-click games from the 90s, and I could maybe just consume just a little less, like, Disney content. Uh, you know, that would be just so, so fantastic. Like, I, you know, I hope, I, I, you know, that I say all that. I don't know if there's anything fucked up or subversive about Sam and Max. I don't think there is. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'll have to do a little bit more research and see if I can just quietly send my son off to, you know, Monkey Island and Sam and Max and see if it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing like, yeah, okay, play it with a kid. Maybe it's, uh, maybe Leisure it's perfect Larry. for me. Mm, I don't know about that one. I, uh, I'm, you know, I'm aware of it. I, you know, I say I don't know about it as in, like, I'll never, ever show it to my son. <laughs> like, um, I mean, maybe one day. Who knows? Like, you know, maybe... Like on his wedding night or something, you know. <laughs> Son, I have to show you yeah. something before yeah. you get married. Hey, before you, before you, uh, at you the know, stag join. party, yeah. you guys oh, just you... sit around and play leisure suit Larry. He's like, yeah. listen, stag. listen, I got son. you some, I got you some blue chew and this leisure suit Larry <laughs> CD-ROM. <laughs> this is all you need to know for a perfect wedding night, son. It's all here in you know the Wet Dreams game or whatever this fucking son, shit is, son. <laughs> it's your wedding night. It's a big night. I think uh, I think it's time. Here's your first beer <laughs> ever. <laughs> and, blue and your first and your first leisure suit Larry game. And your first leisure suit Larry. <laughs> yeah. Just like my dad gave me on my wedding night. <laughs> Although he had to use a floppy disk for that one. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, no. You know, rock but that's hard, what the blue chew is for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I'll explore the, uh, the world of LucasArts point-and-click games, uh, you know, through, uh, through the lens of, uh, being able to show them to my son. I think that might be the, that might be the way. 
find something silly and cartoony. I mostly play it. He laughs at it. Hey, perfect fucking game. Um, but uh, for now, awesome soundtrack, fun game. Thank you again, Silver Nova, for the request. And uh, David, you've uh, still got control of the game, so you get to direct us onward. So, you know, I think we're halfway through, man. So we got uh, we got what? You know, my game, Jesse's game, and the mysterious remix game. Uh, Jesse. Good choice. <laughs> Game four.
All right, gentlemen. So uh, this uh, online game came out in 2004. Um, unfortunately, in, uh, let's see, 2012, uh, it was shut down. Um, but in 2019, news broke out that there was a private server that had been going on. And so people were like, hey, let us play that private server. And so the private server got pretty popular. And then January of this year, uh, they were contacted by the publishers and said, hey, you guys can keep doing this and we'll be officially licensing you so you guys can keep working on the game. And that's real cool. Alright, gentlemen, let's see what answers you've assembled. Uh, what did David say? A city of villains? Uh, technically. And John and Johnny with City of Heroes, the more correct answer. But I'll allow City of Villains because at this point they're both the same thing. That's the hat trick sound? Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. I've been hurting it all. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't we come up for your games very of the show. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this new universe is weird, guys. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you, this You would is... think this new universe would have had new sounds. Yeah. We'll this... work on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That's a good idea. But this is City of Heroes. Uh, now back for reals, officially. <laughs> licensing wise anyways um yeah I know I gushed about this last time I put was uh brought it on the show um at that point I was just playing on the homecoming uh server which was a really good private server and they'd even made new powers and stuff for the game which was neat there's a new power set now I'm trying to figure out a character to build where you damage people with symphony music 
which sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, I was like, I want to do uh, symphonic controlling with uh, sound blasting. And I was going to make... Um, fuck, who was going to make... Well, first I was going to try to make Frank Zappa, because that would be funny. But they don't have a, a, the goatee and mustache combo. That said, City of Heroes has one of the best character creation suites I've ever seen. You can make some fucking funny-ass superheroes, some serious superheroes, some uh, possibly law-actionable um, superheroes. Um, case in point, I made a couple wrestlers. The one I've been playing the most is the Mad King Eddie Kingston. Oh, okay, sweet. So, so I just got like Eddie Kingston running around, and and one of the uh, ob item pieces is you can have him like wear like a wrestling title belt. So he's got mm. the wrestling title belt, and like he's got he's mean mugging people, and and um, his powers are uh, street justice and um, and willpower. So like you that's know, appropriate. Yeah, yeah, it's fully appropriate. Um, and there's so many fun, like, AFK, like, uh, things, emotes you can do. So I like to, like, hang up in um, Atlas Park and just do, like, the eating a donut one. Because, you know, people are always giving him shit because of his weight. And I'm like, yeah, he's fucking the Mad King. He's eating a donut before fighting crime. Eat shit, you yep. know? And then I go so relatable, man. <laughs> and, like, uh, I'm, like, joining groups and there's all these, like, you know, weird old soups and stuff, like, shooting lasers and... And like controlling robots and stuff, and here I am just punching people in the face as Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Shit, yeah. So you know, on the Eddie Kingston thing, just briefly, uh, David and Johnny aren't aware of this because they don't watch wrestling. But Eddie Kingston is a wrestler, uh, vaguely with my I, physique. I got that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, he's a uh, he's like a champion. He's uh, he's you know, right now his you know kind of gimmick slash thing is King of the Bums. He uh, basically just you know he's a. Uh, He's a guy that grew up watching Japanese wrestling, and everybody gives him shit about his physique because again, he looks basically like me. Uh, you know, got a, got a big gut on him. Can you make a superhero with a big gut on him in this game, or is he More is it like kind he's, of superhero jacked Eddie Kingston? He's, <laughs> he's pretty stocky. I mean, I did the best okay. I can because you know they are kind of more along the lines of a. Uh, more chiseled physiques, but you can sure. like girth him out a little bit. So I, you know, he's very. I would say he's got like a very Maurice Jones Drew build. If that makes sense. Okay. So he's yeah, like, like like a an tree NFL trunk. blitz build. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And um, but like I have other like uh, actual like hero type characters. Like uh, the one I've been really having fun with is Mighty Mummy. Um, and he, he's... <laughs> I'm already yeah, sold. Yeah, he's a... Well, okay, so his backstory is he was an archaeologist who found the staff in a pyramid and basically it cursed him by turning him into a mummy. However, it allows him to fight with the staff, so it's like a... It's kind of like a thing situation where, like, yeah, he looks like a mummy, but he's also a badass, and he can fly for some reason, which is great. Um, <laughs> and he likes to say, like... Let's wrap up crime, or watch out, mummy is here, and it's like weird. It's like, wait, you're what? <laughs> you're not in my mind. Was that was that second one a pun of some kind? Well, they both were. Watch out, mummy is here. Yeah, because he's a mummy. Is that? But uh, you know, <laughs> let let's wrap it up. Uh, you know, it's a mummy. He's wrapped in things. He wraps things up. Watch out, mummy is here. It's just kind of a declarative statement. <laughs> yeah. It's not really a pun. <laughs> Well, it's like it's like mommy is here, but it's it's weird because he's, he's a dude. 
Look, what? he's only level 12. He hasn't figured out all his quips yet. I'm working on it. Mommy is here? <laughs> is that something your mom used to say? Is this some kind of weird... What kind of weird fetish shit game is this, Jesse? <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, I'm secretly Rhea Ripley. Sorry, I just... Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Mummy, mommy. No, I, that's a fucking character. <laughs> I, I have another character named Space Devil, and he's just a, like a devil with a space helmet, and he summons demons. All right, yeah, that adds up. Beautiful. Yeah, good. It's <laughs> old Space Devil. He's, he's got red skin and the horns. It's in the space I love helmet. The, I love the unclever naming on that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Yeah. That's Space Devil, what's he do? I don't know, he's the devil in space. Yeah, but he won. <laughs> it's yeah. in the name. Yeah, look at it. Yeah. He summons <laughs> demons. I mean, he's the devil. It, it's really pretty straightforward yeah. here, alright? Like, right. Jesse's playing that, this game a little literal. <laughs> that, that's the kind of naming that like goes back to the, the Silver Age like Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Like, Matter Eater la- Lad. Yeah. What does he do? He eats things. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Brick Frog. <laughs> Then um, a hydroponic hero uh, who is a weed. I have a guess about what that is. He, he's a water blaster, and I made it look all like greenish, like it's bong water, and uh, plant control. So like he's basically just a weed hero. He's pretty cool. He's got um, like uh, smoke. So wait, so like head. Namor crossed with like poison ivy? Yeah, except dope THC. Okay, yeah, even better. And, like, you know, if he, like, splashes you with bong water, like, you're gonna smell real bad, too. Like, could you imagine drowning in bong water? That'd be pretty fucked up. I've been there a few times. Yeah, yeah it happens. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> not like, good. You really don't want to fall into that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, this game is cool. It's very, like... some. It's just fun to, like, look at p- other people's costumes, too. Like, it's a good, like... Um, like people watching game, but like online. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that would be like one of the main appeals of it. Like I'm, you know, sure, like teaming up and fighting evil and whatnot is fun, but like I would think just going around seeing other people in an MMO and what silly superheroes they cooked up is probably the main appeal of the game. <laughs> like, like usually every weekend there's like a big costume contest, and so like devs like get all, everyone together in like Atlas Park, and you got like fucking fifty people lined up and wearing their craziest costumes and and all their like effects going off and stuff. It's and the community so far has really got a big bump since the um, official licensing thing. Like the right. population <laughs> is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> the game. Uh, you know, the publishers condone. Uh, you know, fan activities and actually make it official. People start playing the game. No kidding. <laughs> but it's hmm. it's really cool. And it, again, it's totally free to play right now. So like, and it That's will right. stay free like that. So um, if anyone wants to join a super group, we could set one up and um, have a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, one thing I did in the old game was I made a big giant yellow bear in a red shirt named Pooh, and we started the Hundred Acre Heroes. And um, I had a friend like that played as Piglet, a, pl- a guy who played as Christopher Robin, and and a guy who played as Tigger, and we just had our whole like hundred acre heroes supergroup. <laughs> That's dope. Now, quick question: so you know, I've never really gotten into MMOs or anything, but this is an MMO still essentially from two thousand four, right? Yeah. So like my it- current day computer should have no issue playing this. Oh right? yeah, yeah, you should be able to play it. Right. Um, okay. 
Yeah, good. Just checking. <laughs> and it holds up pretty good. Um, like it's got uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, you press the buttons to make the powers. It's not like a. Yeah. It's very different than like a WoW or something. Though. So, but it, it's right, neat. Sure. Can you? It's City of Heroes. Can you create a villain character, yes. or you can only so, do? Oh, okay. So cool. there's City of Villains. So when it came out. Like two years later, after it came out, there was City of Villains, and there was a you could make villain characters, and they had this whole other section of the uh, city that were all like villain areas and stuff. And then, of course, there was PvP eventually. There's also another one, uh, something I think it's called Going Rogue, and that takes place in an alternate dimension where there's like, um, they're not necessarily heroes or villains. It's like this weird kooky name because it's like a weird alternate universe where Lord Recluse took over um, and Statesman was killed way sooner than he was. Um, it's real real kooky. And, um, there's like, there's so many weird things. Like um, every now and then at this one uh, place, this like giant sea monster comes out and it's a big group raid event where like, oh fuck this uh, this giant sea monster is attacking this port. All the heroes better come here and stop them and stuff. Or, like, sometimes there's, like, alien invasions, and, and like, it's real neat. Flying around through the city, there's some cool, uh, super, uh, like, teleportation, um, super speed, uh, of course, flight. I always like super jump, because you can get around real good. Um, but Feels like super jump is a good, like, not-quite-flight thing. Like, if you yeah. want to actually interact with the city, but still feel like you're kind of flying, like, seems yeah. like super jump would be the way to go. It's, it's a good power. Yeah. I discovered, you know, recently, you know, speaking of games involving cities and superheroes, I was playing Spider-Man 2 on the PS5. Uh, you know, they don't really want you to interact with the city on a ground level in that game. <laughs> like, it's like, you, know, you you can swing through it, but, like, if you decide to, like, walk through that city, eh, it gets a little janky. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, Super Jump seems like uh, be the kind of thing, like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll use that. I'll still be, like, a hero on the ground and... You know, jump uh, jump really far every now and then, but I'm not just gonna fly over the whole place. Like, I still want to be engaged. Uh, you want to be with the people, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, uh, you know, a quick, uh, you know, aside. I was doing a, I was gonna do a radio background where I just played Spider-Man and walked from one end of Manhattan to the other. Yeah, that'd be fun. And uh, it just <laughs> didn't work. Um, <laughs> you, you know, one, you have to press the joystick on the PlayStation 5 in the slightest of slight degrees or else Spider-Man will take off to a full sprint. And if you are walking in that game, you will begin to notice there's only like four NPCs in that game. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just keep passing these same guys over and over again on this walk through Manhattan and they all go, hey, Spider-Man, whoa, what's up? <laughs> and it's just I'm like, they really didn't think anybody was going to spend any time walking on the ground in this game, did they? <laughs> like, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's very silly, like a giant, giant world with very, very limited details once you really pay attention to it. It's, it's funny. And I'm not saying the City of Heroes, obviously, is some expansive giant world, but I would hope that, you know, you want to spend a little bit more time on the ground and, uh, I don't know. Well, that's where a lot yeah, of the it, crime happens. Exactly. Street-level crime. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, plenty of that in Spider-Man as well, but, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, Spider-Man's a topic for another time. Um, yeah, Jesse. I uh, think mm, David. I was just going to say, I think at this time we should move on to your game, John. Man, David, I love that. You're just going to, you know, 
interrupt and do the segue end of segment <laughs> thing I normally do. I like this. I'm, yeah, we're going to do this control of the show thing going forward. Because, uh, yeah, I like not having to think. Game five.
All right, guys. So this game, um, man, what a game it is. And it includes seven playable characters, including in a uh, somewhat on-brand move for the series, a guest character from a different series from this game's publisher. Feeling fantastic, okay, pretty good, or actually amazing. All right, well, let's see, uh, see those answers. Oh man, Jesse has uh, he's written Spider Man. See, I know you thought maybe based on me talking about Spider Man that much, maybe Spider Man. Sadly, it's not Spider Man. Johnny says World of Warcraft, that would be an insane pick by me, (laughs) and uh, David says. Tekken 1? No, David, that's incorrect. No, David, you were in the right publisher ballpark. This was a game developed by Namco. Can you name another fighting game developed by Namco, David? Is it Soul Edge? No, it's... A spin-off of that series. This is, of course, Soul Calibur Legends for the Wii. A, uh... What? Yeah, a, a little hack-and-slash adventure game starring Soul Calibur characters that came out on the Wii back in 2007. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a rad little game that 
I never played, but I was discussing games on GTT Radio, and I thought, man, you know, it'd be kind of cool, like a a spinoff, like RPG, like kind of, you know, some kind of spinoff from like a fighting game series, uh, to fill in like details in between. Uh, other like entries in the fighting game series, and I started thinking about like uh, you know Soul Calibur, and turns out it already existed. It's not an RPG, but it is an action uh, slash 'em up for the Wii, and uh, you know I unfortunately didn't play it. I you know I, I don't even think I knew about it. it. Came out in 2007, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. They, I would have at least like rented this had I known it existed. This you know this sounds good. In looking at it today and watching a little bit of long play to get ready for the show, I doubt it is good, but like the kernel of a good good game and good idea is in here. It's uh, it's a fun looking game. David, did you uh, know of the existence of the Soul Calibur Legends? I did know of this game, and I was excited for this game, and I was ready to purchase this game, and then I read reviews of this game. And I decided not to purchase this game. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's not like bad, broken, awful. It's just kind of like painfully average. Right. That's kind of the vibe I got from looking at it. Like, uh, so it's you know it's the story of uh, you know Siegfried finding the Soul Edge and uh, you know unleashing uh, some evil onto the world, or should I say evil, uh, evils, pluralized. Because when Siegfried touches the Soul Edge, it unleashes a giant torrent of monsters, and the narrator in the opening says they called them evils. I'm like, well, that's a pretty apt description or apt naming choice for evil monsters that fly out of the Soul Edge. Like, you know, great, not very creative on the part of the Soul Team. Like, I don't know, what are we going to call I mean, the monsters? Evils. Not to done. be fair. <laughs> In their defense, this is the series whose big bad is named Nightmare. True. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, maybe they're just to the point. Uh, also, I mean, it, you know, this game takes place in like the 1500s, so you know, people just weren't being clever back then. It's like, yeah, I don't know. There's evils all over the world. Well, what do you mean evils? Like, you know, conceptually, you know, like, you know, evil, philosophically evil. No, giant demons and dragons and shit. Evils. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> It's, uh, you know, what, I have to draw you a fucking picture of this thing? Look at this thing. It's evil. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, it, it does look a little painfully average, but I just, I like the idea of it. Like, hey, you know, you're playing as Siegfried, and then you're also playing as several other characters that are seeking the soul edge. Uh, you get to play as Ivy, and fucking Mitsurugi, and Sophidia, and... Uh, fucking Astaroth and Taki. Let's just say, Astaroth and Taki are definitely in there. Yep. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny, like, I, I don't know if I, you know, obviously I don't need to really say spoiler because no one played the game, and it's kind of a foregone conclusion, I would think, by, you know, just playing this game with the knowledge, but, you know, I don't know, like, if there's ever been a more obvious twist coming than the fact that maybe you're playing as the bad guy, when you start the game by grabbing the soul edge um, and unleashing evils unto the world. <laughs> like, it's it's so funny that the game tries to be like, yeah, Siegfried, you know, he, he sought power and, you know, he was uh, eventually corrupted by the force. It's like, 
yeah, no shit. He touched the soul edge in the first part of the game. Like, you know, <laughs> this game starts with him stealing the soul edge from Cervantes, the ghost pirate. Like, of course he turns evil. Like, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, by, by doing that, it's like, and by, or by making it a Siegfried game in which you possess the soul edge, it's like, well, I know where this is going. Like, you're not really filling in much story that I didn't know. Like, Siegfried becomes Nightmare. Uh, do I need to see how it happened? Oh, it happens at the very beginning of the game when he touches the soul edge, huh? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, you know, John, maybe maybe this is a conversation best suited for off the air, but it, it kind of sounds like you're coming off as very judgy. I mean, there's this Kefka character who's a clown and laughing a lot. Oh, he must be evil. Mm-hmm. There's a ghost pirate. Oh, he must be evil. Yeah, like, must be protecting an evil sword. We don't know <laughs> that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know, we don't. So yeah, Siegfried does remain Siegfried for the you know vast majority of the game. I do believe that you only either become Nightmare in the aftermath of the game or in the final part of the game. But yeah, it's just like, huh, you know, like, what is like the, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what that reference is where there's like, you know, the guy's talking, it's like, are we the bad guys? Like, yeah. I would think Siegfried would be recognizing that immediately, and then everybody else who's like, "Oh yeah, we're stuck in this war between like these two warring factions," and it's like, "Yeah, I think the guy that you're trying to serve is the bad guy. He asked for the soul edge, <laughs> like it's yeah, and he only wants it because the other guy has the soul caliber. One of these is a demon sword, the other's a holy sword. I don't want to be, you know, so black and white with it, but it seems like the guy holding the holy sword might be the good guy. Like, I'm just, you know, I don't know, just kind of spitballing here. <laughs> like, it's uh, it's an interesting little story where you play as the people, you know, seeking the, the soul edge, and you, but you're all positioned as heroes. Um, speaking of heroes, there's a guest character in this game. Um, David, any guesses for the uh, the guest character from a completely unrelated Namco franchise that turns up in this game. Oh. I was going to say Yoshimitsu, but then you said, like, completely unrelated. Right. Oh, I bet it's, um, what's his name? Uh, the Tails guy. From Sonic? Yes. No. It's Miles uh, Tales of Symphonia. Um, <laughs> fuck, what's his name? Lloyd. It is. It's... Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. You just kind of cross paths with him, and then eventually you get to play as him. And, uh, you know, I don't know enough about Tales of Symphonia to know how cool that is, but it does seem like the kind of thing that would have gotten people that like Namco games very jazzed about this game. You got a couple of, you know, Symphonia remixes in this game. Lloyd's got his little, uh, like, epee that he fights with instead of the giant, uh, you know, Soul Edge sword. Seems like a cool guy. I assume that in Tales of Symphonia he's a good guy, but in this he's seeking the Soul Edge. I, you know, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting I, little game they got here. You know, I want to say I'm sure it's because of like licensing reasons and all that that they went with another Namco character, but considering this was a Wii exclusive, and Soul Calibur Two sold best on the GameCube with Link. I kind of feel like there's another character they could have used. That would have been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ganondorf. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to talk about somebody that shouldn't touch the soul edge? That motherfucker there. <laughs> like, he did not need any further assistance to become, you know, the world's ultimate fucking demon, you know, demon himbo. Fucking 
<laughs> Can you imagine Ganondorf with the Soul Edge? Nightmare Ganondorf? Oh, I imagine all the time, honestly. Yeah. You know, fucking Honestly, sloosh. I just pictured Tears of the Kingdom Ganondorf, but yeah. instead of a katana, he's got Soul Edge. Mm -hmm. And, like, nothing else is different. Yeah, he's got a sword with an eye in it. Like, all right, yeah. Fuck, he's evil. Watch out for that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a serious-ass sword he's got there. Um... But yeah, uh, I think probably, you know, actually, see, I don't know anything about Tales of Symphonia, but I was going to say, like, maybe they kept the Nintendo characters out of it, because this game ostensibly takes place in history in the of the real world. Like, it's, you know, the 1500s in, you know, Eastern Europe. Uh, yeah, so, like, maybe it would have been weird if Ganondorf showed up in, like, you know, Constantinople and fucking stole the Soul Edge. I don't know, that, you know. Maybe, that but see, that's like, like I said, I don't know about Tales of Symphonia, so that, you know, that's probably all out the window, just, you know, but. That is one of the things I loved about Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube, is everybody had their stories coming from all across <laughs> Europe and the world, everything, and Link is just like, oh yeah, there was a wizard who had a rock, so he went to find a sword. Right. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, it's not complicated. Um, but yeah, now the game, it you know, it seems... Like I said, like there's the kernel of a good game in there, but it just seems like uh, it was not the right time to do it because it's on the Wii, and so you're swinging the remote to do your attacks, and you know I feel like a uh, you know with like I don't know some modern updating, this game could be like kind of a fun action game. Like you know, slash 'em up action games have gotten pretty fucking fun. You know there you know there's tons of them. You know, even the you know the real big ones that have come out recently that I've played. You know, your Final Fantasy 16s and shit. Like, uh, you know, you apply that to this, you got a fucking winning formula there, baby. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know how much uh, leveling up and like RPG shit there is in this, but you know, I'd like to see it. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see more side stories of the Souls characters. Um, and also, it, you know, it wouldn't be a you know game that tune. You know, it's not game that tune anymore. It's the new game that tune. But I, I, I do want to establish in this new universe our uh, affinity for one particular character. To my knowledge, you don't encounter Voldo in this game. No. Which is a real shame. Zero out one of ten. One out of ten, literally unplayable. I'm saying, like, you know, like, I I want to... I'm not saying I have to play as him. But, like, you, you should accidentally stumble upon... Voldo at some point in this game, like, you're fighting a lot of demons and rock monsters and dragons and shit, but where is Voldo in all this? Like, you know, I, uh, he should... I love he, that book series as a kid, Where's Voldo? Where's Voldo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The land of Voldos, man, you gotta look for the one with the sock. It's, that's how you know it's the real Voldo. Uh, I won't tell you where he's wearing the sock. Um, <laughs> oh, you know where he's wearing it. But, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, you, you fight so many demons and things, and like other characters from the series show up. Like I said, you, you fight Cervantes at the beginning, but it's just like it, this should be kind of like, uh, you know, like just some kind of bizarro version of Soul Calibur where all the characters turn up. Like you know, like how they shoehorned all the characters into the Street Fighter movie. It's like yeah, fucking I, I don't know, man. Balrog's the reporter. Yeah, I don't know, man. Voldo gives you a mission at some point, and then you got to fight him. Like yeah, I, you know, don't worry about it. Just put them all in there. Like that's all we want. So you got to fucking. Find a way to get your soul cal uh, caliber characters in there, not just uh, not just fighting evils. So, I don't know. Uh, 
if they would remake this and redo it, I'd be like fully full blown into it. I feel like Soul Calibur's kind of had a resurgence recently. I feel like it's cool again, and uh, you know, I uh, I support it being uh, cool going forward. So, um, cool game, good soundtrack, Namco sound team, classic shit. Um, just a uh, just a fun time, really. Uh, really fun game that I found out about you know I, I love having those moments where it's like man I wish they would do something like this and then finding out they did it 16 fucking years ago and I just <laughs> didn't see it like oh well great whoever made that game smart I like them <laughs> like, so yeah mm, good times well if there's nothing else to say should we move on move on to the unbelievable new segment that we're doing we're doing something unprecedented guys we got a remix request for the show.
Yes, this remix segment is producing the confused faces I was expecting. So this official arranged album featuring rock and jazz fusion renditions of this game's music was released in March of 1994, three months after this game's Japanese release.
Alright guys, so, I'm looking for the name of the game. You don't have to know the name of the album. Um, can anybody tell me what game we were just listening to? Oh, fuck. Oh my goodness, Jesse says Tomb Raider. Uh, that's an insane answer. Uh, David says Mega Man 6, sadly incorrect. Johnny has the correct answer. This is Mega Man X. Specifically, this is... Specifically, this is the album Rockman X, Alf Lila, with Toshiaki Otsubo. Released in March of 1994, just three months after the original release of Mega Man X in Japan. And uh, I gotta say, guys, this remix album, Johnny, have you heard this before? Is that how you got it? Or is it that you just so vibed with it that you got it? Oh, I'd recognize that opening stage music anywhere. Mm -hmm. That and second then, track was a remix of the opening stage, and that's yeah. when I cued into it. Uh-huh. And then, man, how about that? How about that Jazzy Penguin finish, man? Yeah, Jazzy Chill Penguin. What was the first one? Uh, it was the Spark Mandrel stage. Yes. I started to pick up, like, I know this tune, but I, I couldn't quite I, get it. For podcast listeners, they probably will hear the whole thing. I think for our live viewers, I might have edited that one down before we really got to the Spark Mandrelness of it. But also, Spark Mandrel is like the most rocking song on that whole soundtrack. And. They didn't. Uh, they didn't go that direction with this arrangement. It's a fascinatingly interesting uh, little album they put out. Like, uh, what a fucking, what a thing. Like, you know, I love that companies would do this officially and then just never tell America about it. Like, why? Uh, why do this only in Japan? Why? Uh, why couldn't I have been playing this at my like you know fancy party back in 1994? Like, I could have been just you know, oh man. Smooth operator. Nobody would even realize they were listening to Mega Man music. They were just like, oh, that's, you know, John, you're nine years old. You've got great taste in kind of jazzy party music. This is, uh, this is really nice. Thanks for the caviar tip. And then I'd be like, ah, surprise, we're playing Mega Man X instead. Ha ha. <laughs> now, you said this came out in 1994? Yeah. When did I, I thought Mega Man X came out in like 91 or 92. No, Mega Man, Mega Man X came out in Japan in December of 1993 and in America, January of 94. Oh, wow. All right, so I was way off. Okay. <laughs> we are just at the 30th anniversary of Mega Man X in America. So, man, what a 30 years it's been, baby. And so, you know, two months less than 30 years after, or, you know, two months after that, they came out with this. So, it's a... Uh, it's a bold swing for like, hey, we've got this, you know, great new direction for the Mega Man series. It's not the 10th game. We're going to confuse everybody a little bit. Uh, and then also like, hey, here's a fucking crazy jazz fusion album thing we did. Like, all right. Yeah, cool. I'm uh, I'm on board. It was a uh, it was a fun listen. And uh, I want to say thank you to CX, uh, CX Trife, making that request in Discord. You know, he thought uh, he thought he was just going to say, oh, you know, let's play Mega Man X because it's a new GTT and, you know, let's play the softest of balls. But no, we, uh, you know, we tried something a little bit different, man. We uh, we fused those balls and made uh, <laughs> made a fantastic new segment out of it. We'll see if we do this again. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, but I, I like... Let's play uh, I like some... Feature a little remix Let's play every some now Mega and Man X and go for the softest of balls. Silly CX, I've got the softest balls <laughs> exactly. tonight. Nobody softens these balls. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun album, man. I I really need to get more into kind of listening to arrangements and things like you know even if you know 
even if I just stick with like official arrangements, like you know the shit that Capcom themselves and the other video game companies published, there's so much fuck, like remixed and arranged music out there to listen to. Setting aside the whole community and online world of it, you know. But like, man, these guys, you know, this is you know this Alf Lila. They're like you know one of Capcom's like house bands. They're not the you know not the most well known. They're not like you know Konami Kukeha Club or whatever. But like, man, what a fucking album these guys cranked out. I love it. Um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. So it's, it's like an underutilized part of Game That Tune, previous, uh, previous history. I feel like, uh, you know, I need to, uh, dive into some, uh, some remixes and arrangements a little more often. And I figured we'd get that started here tonight and have it be of a fantastic game like Mega Man X that requires mm. no discussion. Mega Man X, fantastic fucking game. Um, I think it's one of the quintessential, like, upgrade of an NES series to an SNES kind of situation. Like, you know, take uh, take what was great and then add a few uh, new bells and whistles, things that you can only do with extra buttons, and get yourself a fantastic game. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, just a really cool album. Again, if you're searching for it, it's the, uh, you know, absurdly named Rockman X Alf Lila with Toshiaka, Toshiaki Otsubo. That's literally the name of the album. It's a fantastic album. It's got some fun, uh, some fun remixes. And uh, if you uh, like supporting us, maybe you uh, might stumble across this album on, say, the VIP edition of Game That Tune Radio. So head to Patreon if you love this album, uh, or head elsewhere on the internet and probably not pay for it or something, or buy it. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how you buy official albums these days, but uh, good album, good remixes, and Johnny. We've reached the end of the show. It's time to tell us who won tonight's episode. And I believe we still do that in this new world with the calculating yeah, I'll computer. See here. Calculating computer activated. You hear that, like, balloons, the aerobic sound? Like. Oops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is. John Regan. Wow. What a win. Congratulations, Johnny. New universe, you, new regular winner. Yeah, new, you know, <laughs> man, what a what a start. Starting off this, uh, you know, new podcast adventure with a fantastic John Regan win. We don't know if that's a regular thing or not yet. Uh, time will tell. But, you know, for now, congratulations, Johnny. You've won the very first episode of Game That Tune. I'm, uh, I'm very proud of you. We all are. I can see it in their faces. They, you know, they can't, they can't say it out loud, but everybody's very, very proud of you. Um, and I don't know what you get for winning this game. We didn't really decide that in the lead up to the show. We just kind of got to the game part of it. We didn't really get to the prize part of it. I mean, I suppose a bonus tune is still on the table, but I think you now have the option should you uh, should you so desire to set a course for uh, the next episode of Game of the Tune, perhaps declare a theme or not declare a theme? It's uh, it's really up to you, Johnny. You're the king of the show, and you're you're the first official winner. So yeah, do what you want, man. Well, I had a theme in mind, but after that remix segment, I have a maybe a new idea here, and this might be a bad idea, might be a good idea. You guys, I, this is an honest question. Uh oh. What what if we did another free play, but? You have to bring nothing but remixes, covers, and arrangements. Now I'm intrigued. 
would those be would they have to be from the same album like I did for this Mega Man X arranged album or are you saying like Ooh. just bring any old remixes of a particular game I'd say maybe we open it up a bit in, uh, you know in case you want to pick the best remixes you know from the same game from a few different albums okay okay Ooh. Um, I could totally be down for that. It kind of undercuts the uh, cool newness of my segment that I just did, but you know, if, uh, <laughs> if that's what you want, Johnny, <laughs> do a whole fucking remix episode yeah. after I kind of thought it was a cool just idea to do a remix segment. Bury it <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, that was nice. What it if was we did the a, whole show? It was such a cool idea for a segment that we should do five segments. <laughs> Maybe six. Five more times. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm into it, Johnny. You're, you, it's up to you, man. You're, uh, you're the man that can make the declaration right here and now. So I say we're doing it. Sounds like we ourselves a remixed free play next week, everybody. That's going to be fantastic. And when I say next week, I mean next episode. So we'll see you all in however many days that is for an episode of all remixes. Um, I think that's uh, that's great, Johnny. Great choice. Great job. Yeah, I think that'll be um, fun. Yeah, it will. And I think tonight was a lot of fun, man. What a fun new show we've got here. Game That Tune, the podcast, all about just hanging out, goofing off, and listening to video game tunes with your friends. Hopefully it catches on. I'd like to see it take off. Because, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun making this. And you guys, I hope you had a lot of fun playing. And everybody that was watching live with us, I hope you guys had a lot of fun playing. Uh, we're live every Wednesday night. We're on twitch.tv slash tune. Uh, we're in your podcast devices the following Tuesday mornings. Uh, check us out, GameThatTune.com or anywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to rate and review and subscribe. Do those things that you do to a podcast to us, Game That Tune. Uh, you know, we gotta, gotta really break through this algorithm with this first episode. You gotta, gotta go viral somehow. I'm not really sure we had our viral moment tonight, but it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, I kind of have a cough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash GameThatTune. It's the home for uh, us and supporting us. We don't have a whole lot coming out for it at the moment. we got to catch up on that and or decide what we do with that. But the most important thing is that Patreon supports us. We use the money on that thing to do fantastic uh, upgrades to our equipment. And we keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream at gttradio.com. gttradio.com, of course the home for never-ending video game music on the internet. Uh, just a fantastic thing that we do, and uh, you know we love you guys supporting it and supporting us via Patreon. So, you know, our, uh, our eternal thanks and our most humblest of uh, gratitudes to you all, our patrons, especially our absurd fans that we have there on Patreon. Talking about Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Phoenix Tier 2121, Beast Pond, and the Kerrigan, a fantastic group of people that support us the best and the most. Therefore, they are the most bestest. Uh, thank you all for all your support on Patreon. And let's see. We got a couple of requests tonight. Thank you again, CX Trife, for the request. I hope you don't mind me remixing it. Thank you to Silvernova for the, uh, the Sam and Max request. They both made their requests in Discord. That's the best place to make your request. Find the Discord link in our show notes. Um, I think you can also hit us up on our social media server, GameThatTune.club. 
If you're uh, tired of doing things, you know, social media wise on a dying Nazi hell site, you can do it on a Game That Tune club that is struggling to launch, but we'd love to have you. So hit us up, GameThatTune.club. And Johnny, that's going to do it. So you get to take us home with bonus tunes. Yeah, so uh, this is a person on YouTube I've been enjoying, John Tay, who does uh, a lot of interesting uh, music with the Sega Genesis sound chips. And so they have a cover of Oil Ocean Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that I think I think it slaps. I think it's quite good. Hell yeah. Well, then Johnny, I think that's fantastic. Let's slap that oil and we'll see you all on the next game that tune. Thank you all for listening. Peace out, everybody. Final Fantasy VI is copyright 1994 Squaresoft. N++ is copyright 2015 MetaNet Software. Sam and Max Hit the Road is copyright 1993 Lucasfilm Games. City of Heroes is copyright 2004 NCSoft Corporation. Soul Calibur Legends is copyright 2007 Namco Bandai Games. Uh, Mega Man X is copyright 1994 Capcom Company Limited. Here we are making the same podcast we've been making for eight years and we're pretending that nobody knows about it. Does this mean that we couldn't all try to date Gwen Stacy now? I mean, you can try. Oh, God, please, yeah, keywords yes. try, but okay. yes. I mean, she's going to still probably die. We're going to kill her, but it's going <laughs> to be an accident. <laughs> well, because we're no Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs>
This could be Earth 65. She could become Ghost Spider. I imagine us, uh, like, all, like, you know how they have those costumes with the horses? And so, like, one guy is the head, one guy is the tail. I imagine us four as Spider-Man. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> so, in this costume, is each of us a limb? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, I guess someone gets to be the head, though. <laughs> For the upside down kiss with Gwen Stacy before she plummets to her death, and Green Goblin's like, oopsies. Anyway. <laughs> 